1: all building the history of our world with every single session. Literally hundreds of hours of stories are waiting for you as part of the Pickaxe Network. Check out Dungeons & Randomness wherever
0: you get your podcasts, and we'll see you around the table. Hello, and welcome to this week's One Life Left podcast of the radio show. I'm Simon Byron, and you're muted, Stee. I mean, this is an absolute sign of how well that show went.
1: I muted... <laughs> I muted my mic because my voice went, as listeners will hear, in about an hour and three minutes' time uh, at the end of the show. So I had to get a glass of water very quickly, muted my mic, uh, and then forgot to switch it back on. I am Steve Curran. Hello, Steve. Hi. Uh,
0: that's, that was a bit of a shambles, really, wasn't it? Um, I'm, uh, just to clear up something towards the end, though, when you were talking about uh, drunk networking mm-hmm. and you said that you woke up uh, you said you're drunk network and you, you'd got um, a LinkedIn ad from uh, somebody very famous in the games industry. So famous. I,
1: that important.
0: Oh, important. Okay. Um, I equate the two. <laughs> uh, can't be one without the other mm. um, in my mind. Um, I was like, why is Phil Spencer advertising to Stee on LinkedIn? You were using, I thought you were abbreviating advert and that this famous person that you'd worked was advertising to you on LinkedIn.
1: Oh, right. No. Adding. I see. <laughs> okay. That does yeah. make sense. Perfectly logical, Simon. Uh,
0: so yeah, that was a that was a bang average show. Um, <laughs> one thing we were at best what so what we didn't cover though was um so we talk a lot about GDC where we've just returned from. Um, I think we've been home sort of forty-eight hours. Mm. We we're, we're 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 getting long in the tooth and old in the trunk, and uh, you know struggle to cope with changing time zones. And British summer times just arrived. Mm. You know, I just got used to um, the, the time yesterday, and now it's different today. That's it though. For how many months, Steve? Famously six. Seven. It's not. It's seven, seven is it? Seven. We've discussed. We discuss this every year. Okay. <laughs> so Talk about GDC. Um, was there any uh, GDC c- gossip that we can't broadcast, Steve?
1: Charles Cecil stood me up. What? I was texting him while I was uh, while we were out um, uh, trying to get him to come to the bar, and he was, you know, well, he was ignoring me. He was leaving me on red. I don't think he knows that you can see on WhatsApp if they've read your message. Uh, and then in the morning he said, I, you know, I can, uh, I can see you at, uh, see you at 3 PM. And I was sort of tentative about it, but he took my tentativeness as a, sounds very rushed. Anyway, see you in Dubrovnik. Very quick okay. to shut me down. Now, what Charles doesn't know, um, the advent of Anbot has made me very confident with replicating people's <laughs> voices, <laughs> particularly, uh, if they've been a guest on the show. We have okay. some very clean audio. Well, I mean, I say clean, clean in certain terms. <laughs> um, it's not clean, is it?
0: Because we had to edit some yeah, words out. In fact, Phil did. Phil, <laughs> our producer, who's here at the
1: moment. Very clean, uh, uh, clean, clean up, cleanish audio of Charles Cecil. Um, so really, I don't need to hang out with him anymore. I can make my own Charles bot, and maybe Simon uh, Charles bot might appear on the show soon.
0: Really, but will Charles Bot emerge from the sea and try and get off with our wives? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the end game, isn't it? Okay, so you got stood
1: up by Charles Cecil. Anything else? What else happened? Um, any gossip? Not that I can think of. I'll think. I, I, I assume you have some. I, I don't. I mean, I don't have any. I, I, all, all I have was, is. Um, the, I tell you, the best piece of gossip was when I bumped into you on the show floor, and there was that there was that member of the games industry who you were chatting to, and you encouraged me to tell uh, encouraged him to tell me the story of um him nearly broadcasting pornography
0: <laughs> well he said he would have been quite happy to have shared that story on on uh on an interview uh that was simon from roll seven um a, a, a dear friend and good fun yeah no, that was a story about um uh, another friend of mine was interviewing him um a few weeks ago and he asked me what um he should ask simon and i gave four good questions he should ask him, and then uh i gave him the, the the intro to to how that story would have um revealed itself and that uh was you should ask him many things but ask but a few um the the, the question was, GDC is just around the corner, a time when many indies will be out pitching during back-to-back meetings. Any advice for for those about to head over? What's the best way to prepare for such a hectic schedule, and how important is it to make sure you check what's on your laptop screen before you start presenting? (laughs) Uh, Which is what he did. Um... So, yeah, that's got you from an ultra. No, I don't have any new... Go- I do have... I had an. I can't remember if you remember me talking to you about this. I had an awkward situation in Macy's on the Sunday when I bumped into a member of the games industry who was buying uh, some jeans. Uh, uh, and um, I was browsing. Uh, and then I said, oh, hello. And this person said... No, it didn't say anything. I said, um, what are you are buying? And this person went, what do you think? And I was like, <laughs> okay bit rude Um, and you know previously this person had for example in GDC's gone by Mm -hmm. um, recommended where I could buy a stapler from um, when I bumped into this person on the street so you know we have had pleasant interactions what do you think so I could only conclude that this person is having an affair (laughs) and was caught buying some clothes in Macy's and Mm -hmm. uh, just you know reacted like that in order to throw me off the
1: scent don't ever cross a member of the World Life Left team. If we try and make small talk with you, you respond. Otherwise, otherwise we'll tell the nation you're having an affair. If you are. Only if you are. We'll only do that if you actually are, or we think you are. Otherwise, um, it wouldn't be fair.
0: Steve, it's the only logical explanation I agree as to why so. this person was off with me.
1: Nothing else makes sense. sense. You are lovely, charming, always. Yeah. 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 Great.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Good. All right. Um, So we don't have any gossip. We've barely got a show. Uh, But thank you for listening. Um, Here it comes.
1: Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello
0: to you. I'm
1: Simon Byron.
2: And I'm Anbot 2.0, the world's first video game newsreader, AI. (laughs)
0: Smooth (laughs) Have you got any other things lined up for Anbot to say?
2: And I'm Anbot 2.0, the world's first video game newsreader, AI
1: That's all I have That's all I have But um, yeah, she's 2.0 today Whoa Been upgraded for this show Uh, And the exciting thing about the news today is I don't know what she's going to say Is that the only upgrade? That's the only upgrade
0: She's now armed.
1: (laughs) She's now sentient. Um, Well, I guess we'll talk about that later in the show. But Simon, how are you? I'm tired. How are you? I'm tired, Simon. Really tired. Why are we both tired?
0: Well, we return from across the Atlantic uh, where we voyage to the future Mm. to see what's happening, what's happened, what's going to happen in the world of computer and video games. Indeed.
1: We voyaged to the future, but also simultaneously the past. Uh, We uh, were in San Francisco for the Game Developers Conference, so at the time seven hours behind this time zone, now eight hours behind this time zone, and we're both a bit jet-lagged, aren't we? A
0: little bit jet-lagged. I never really got into the swing of US time. I got um, what I'll politely describe as a a poorly tummy out Mm -hmm. there. Um, and so on the Monday evening, I just lay in my hotel room on my own, staring at the wall, desperate to go to sleep, but also trying to stay awake. Because to go to sleep too early in, in America, Steve, that's a, that's a fool's errand, isn't it?
1: It is. As I found out on the Sunday night for uh, different reasons, I joined the, well, um, regular listeners to the show will know that we had uh, Johan Torreson on the show From Raw Fury a few weeks ago, Uh, he organizes, co-organizes a gathering in the Mission area where the Indies start drinking mimosas at 10.30 in the morning. What? I know. uh, I know. It's irresponsible. And I joined them. uh, And I also fell asleep at 6pm and woke up at 2am. (laughs) I don't remember how I got back to my hotel room.
0: So yeah, all your all your games have been signed to Raw Fury though, haven't they? <laughs> hey, D- I, uh, wish, but, so Simon. I, I never saw Johan over there, but I did keep bumping into people who were at the Raw Fury do last night every day. <laughs> they, it was just a non-stop party over there, wasn't it? By
1: the sounds of it, what a good strategy! Uh, what a good strategy for him. Uh, I had a lovely time though. Uh, generally, I uh, apart from that first night did. Meet a lot of people, had uh, good fun, saw some good games, and saw you a few times as well, Simon.
0: Not as much as I would like, Steve, but uh, when I did, it was very good to see you. Um, Yeah, I landed and went straight out, straight out to see you. That's how Mm. much I missed you. I (laughs) flew into your arms. (laughs) Um, I mean, you were literally around the corner from my hotel, so, yeah. uh, there, by design,
1: because was... I thought how far, how close do I have to be to Simon's hotel to make this, uh, persuadable? Uh, but it worked. Um, and then I saw you on the last night I was there as well. Uh, and in between you were a bit ill, so I don't know what that says about our relationship.
0: Did you give it me?
1: Not deliberately. Okay. <laughs> Oh, um, what else do we have to? Have you been playing games? Did I play any games on the on the way over? Uh, I didn't. You had your Steam Deck out there, though, didn't you?
0: I did. I was so excited it was my first transatlantic transatlantic flight with my Steam Deck, mm-hmm. so I booked it a seat. <laughs> uh, we went for some drinks beforehand. Uh, no, I like for the for the week before uh, the flight, I was loading it up. I, I mean, I, I honestly felt because there was so little. Uh, storage spare i honestly felt that my steam deck was heavier uh, on the flight because of all the games i put on it and then i played exactly the same game i've been playing all the time Mm -hmm. so uh yes i have been playing far cry 5 of course i have uh revisited an old favorite as well uh i did play on that on a plane we can talk about that later well
1: that's exciting i don't think i've been playing anything uh apart from my own games which i I think I've mentioned on the show, but I will recap in the review section at the end.
0: There's a word for that sort of behaviour, Steve, isn't there? Playing with right. your own games.
1: Uh, it's a, uh, you know, um, yeah, there is. It's diligent development. <laughs> it is. Uh, you know, eating your own eating your own dog food. Is that what it's called? Something like that. I don't know. I'm not saying my games are dog food or anything else to do with dogs. Uh, Anyway, we'll talk about it in the show. And um, What I'm saying is I haven't had time to play games. I've been too busy developing them and networking, which is uh, what GDC is all about. We'll talk. We'll have a GDC section because we don't have a guest today, do we, Simon?
0: We don't, no. We, we can run through who said that they're going to be guests and then our, our uh, listeners can tick them off as they <laughs> appear on the show or heckle them if they see them uh, before they appear.
1: Good idea. Did you ask people? At yeah, of course. It did. I did. You did. Perfect. I did as
0: I was lying in my hotel room. <laughs> I was trying trying to go to sleep and stay up at the same time.
1: Fabulous. All right, Should we start the news?
0: Well, let's start these before we start the news. Just to say it's a new format, Steve, actually. So um you very kindly upgraded Anne to Anbot two point mm-hmm. Um and as we've discussed previously, that means that we can now input some uh, some custom fields to her stories. Do mm. you um, want to talk you, about you, this? You set them up, uh, and so basically um, what uh, she does now um, is uh, she'll um, summarise a new story, uh, usually from uh, videogameschronicle.com. Thank you for that. Uh, but we can now specify who that writer of the report should be, and we do that in text form. Your examples are, e.g. news reporter, really sarcastic person, or a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And then you leave a a, um, a custom field, anything else you ask, and you mm-hmm. give us some examples, e.g. close with a joke, shout, scanters out at the end, etc. So So um, from now on, that's what the news will be. And as well as the story, Steve, I'd like you to see if you can guess what those custom fields were.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm looking forward to it. This is the news. 7.07
0: on Monday the 27th of March 2023. I'm Simon Byron handing over to AnBot 2.0.
2: Despite the CMA's new evidence indicating that this strategy would be significantly loss-making under any plausible scenario, Microsoft and Activision have welcomed their updated provisional findings as it could potentially lead to approval of their $69 billion deal. Charles Cecil, however, remains furious about the deal because it could result in the Call of Duty series being exclusive to Xbox and reduce PlayStation's ability to compete.
0: <laughs> so...
2: <laughs>
0: okay, so uh, who who wrote it and uh, what, what should... Uh, what has Anbot uh, added? So I... <laughs>
1: um... I, I would. I, the news report seemed pretty straightforward to me, uh, so it would sound like it sounded like a news reporter to me. But I mean, Charles does care a lot about our news stories and often offers his opinions. <laughs> but I think that I think Anbot has been prompted to uh, make sure Broken Sword developer Charles Cecil weighs in with an opinion on this story.
0: Okay, I'm going to give. I'm going to give. Obviously, that's two points. There, it was written by somebody who doesn't believe it.
1: Okay, she did sound uh, quite sceptical.
0: Yeah, and uh, that Charles Settle is furious about it uh, mm. because he loves the Dreamcast, was what I added. <laughs> but there we go. Uh, so, Steve, it looks like the end is in sight, oh, and I that hope the so. Competition and Markets Authority. Said that it no longer believes that Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard Blizzard will significantly reduce competition in the console gaming space. The Watchdog said on Friday that it had updated its provisional findings mm-hmm. after receiving fresh evidence that alleviated some of its concerns about the 69 billion deal. Hmm, wonder who supplied the fresh
1: evidence. <laughs> Where do you think that it, came? Supplied it in the form of a newspaper advert that they ran <laughs> yeah. saying it's all fine, <laughs> lads. It's all fine. Uh, so yes,
0: it looks like those concerns are a bit of alleviated. I mean, why they didn't um, submit that evidence or ask for that evidence right at the start? Mm. It could all have been done now, and we could all be the the, the the ten year countdown could be could have started.
1: Yeah, and uh, also we could have removed all of these stories from One Life Left because they have been boring uh, every week, featuring them. Well, of course, Charles Cecil pumped it up a bit today. So you're looking forward to playing Call of Duty on your. Switch. For the
0: next ten years, on everything, the, on everything, on everything. Okay,
1: yep, and then stopping immediately afterwards. Although
0: um, the uh, the um, the competitions markets uh, authority, sorry, there you go. Thank you. Um, have said that they they believe it would be foolhardy of, Mar- of Microsoft once it owns Call of Duty to then no longer publish it on, on PlayStation uh, ten years and one day after the deal goes through. Let's see. Mm.
1: What the, I mean, presumably there'll be a number of significant changes to the games market over the next ten years. Anyway, what version of the PlayStation will be? Will we be on by then?
0: Well, I don't know, but but just imagine if Nintendo, if Nintendo, as a laugh, stops making the Switch just mm. to make sure that Microsoft has to put Call of Duty on it for the next <laughs>
1: ten years. For a laugh. For a laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good news. All right. Let's go on to news story two.
2: Builder a rocket Boy, the former Grand Theft Auto developer, is releasing two AA products, Everywhere and Mind's Eye. this year consisting of a world of endless possibilities and a high-octane AAA story-driven action-adventure game. Everywhere will feature no blockchain components, but it's still hard to imagine how that everywhere will actually become reality given the current world of limitations. Perhaps nowhere is a more appropriate name.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I have I have no idea what the tone was there.
0: Uh, oh well it's somebody who's rightly sceptical of the whole thing.
1: I was gonna say sceptical, but I said well, skeptical, okay. so I should have said it. Okay, um and then she added a little joke at the end. Uh, which was good.
0: Make a joke about the game's name meaning the opposite of what they claim.
1: <laughs>
0: it, well the opposite of what they claim here will come true. She did it. She did it! Well done, Ambot 2.0.
1: Uh, good work. I, I also didn't really follow the news story.
0: Now, to, to be fair to Ambot 2.0, mm-hmm. I don't think I I mean I read the story on videogameschronicle.com. I, as a reader, did not understand it, nor do I think did the writer. Okay. Um, I believe <laughs> So the game is called Everywhere, but it's gonna have stuff in it. Right. Um, of which um so, uh, so the exact wording from video games, says everywhere, which will be released later this year on PC with console versions to follow is billed as a new platform that offers a world of endless possibilities where you can be whomever you choose and forge your own path. Mm-hmm. Imagine being whomever you choose and having to follow a uh, predetermined path. Um, as well as everywhere. However, build a rocket boy has revealed that it's also working on a completely new second title called Mind's eye.
1: Great news. Uh, Sounds like they have absolute uh, confidence in everywhere in that case.
0: No. So, well, <laughs> well, I don't know. It's just a Rocket Boy described Mind's Eye as a high-octane AAA story-driven action adventure game set in the world of futuristic corporations, conspiracy theories, and sinister new technologies. Mind's Eye will be exclusively available within everywhere, right? Okay. as opposed to being released as a standalone product. Despite this, a Rocket Boy stresses that Mind's Eye and everywhere are two distinct triple a products mm-hmm. it also notes that everywhere will be that in the hands of players this year meaning it's not clear if mind's eye will be added to the game at a later date
1: yeah so it's a some kind of roblox style play right uh, a metaverse-ish world for people to go and ideally they assume uh, or they hope create their own games within it one of which they are showing off which is going to be called mind's eye um I've I've, uh, I've gone onto the Wikipedia page. Okay. okay. Augments Anne's report. Conceptualised in 2016, the game started development on Amazon Lumberyard. Okay. Uh, the team of three ex-Rockstar North employees, Leslie Benzies, Matthew Smith, and Colin Entwistle, uh, and then numbered about 30 staff by January 2017. So they've been working on this for, well, seven years. Um developing from studios based in Edinburgh, Budapest and LA with the intention of offering a less restrictive experience than that of other games. <laughs>
0: I, don't know where, I don't know what they are.
1: Uh, and apparently, guess where it draws most of its influences from? Oh, I wonder. Where where do you think? You won't get it. Um, Second Life. Actually, that's unerringly close. Uh eerily close, it draws most of its influences from real life, according Oh, to of course, real life. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, in November 2020, the studio announced that it moved development to Unreal as well, uh, set to be released in 2023. So there we go. Looking forward to it, Simon? Can't wait. News report three.
2: At the 23rd Annual Game Developers' Choice Awards, Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok won the majority of the awards, with the former being named Game of the Year. John Romero received the Lifetime Achievement Award and Mabel Addis received the posthumous Pioneer Award, yet Hideo Kojima's deserving work went unrecognised. I am incredibly disappointed by this outcome and find it yet another example of the industry failing to recognise Kojima's genius.
1: Uh, Okay, so I think you added something in about Kojima. Here, someone, um, uh, the, the some, you know, someone distressed and upset that Hideo Kojima didn't win an award at the uh, Game of All Choice Awards.
0: So, who that who could that author be?
1: Who could that author be? Hideo Kojima? No, no! Simon the other one. Byron? No, <laughs> Jeff. Oh, okay, very good. Um. um... Yeah, so what do you think of the awards? Uh,
0: I was invited.
1: Oh, very good. But why? I, was, uh, why? I was unable to make it. I was on the jury, wasn't I? I was oh, on, were
2: you? I, didn't I know was this. for the audio
1: award. Ah, of course. You are an expert in audio. Indeed, I am. I was in a marching band once. And you love Muse.
0: And I love Muse.
1: Yeah, so so they must have heard that CV and signed you right up. (laughs) I've Um, heard enough, they said. (laughs) Yes. So uh, everything went to Elden Ring. Is that right? And what else?
0: I guess... uh, Sorry, I got confused by... When you said everything, I got confused with the game everywhere (laughs) uh, when I was going to (laughs) draw... Um, Stray won something. God of War Ragnarok. So there were two um, two awards held on the Thursday. There was the mm. get, the Game Developers Choice Awards and the IGF Awards, and that was That's the right. that was the jury that I was on the IGF. Ah, awards.
1: okay, okay.
0: Because okay, okay. Uh, God of War Ragnarok won Best Audio, didn't it? Did it um, in the Game Developer Choice Awards.
1: Okay, but Elden uh, Ring also won at the IGF, didn't it as well? Uh, Is it an independent game? I think it won... Did it not? Am I wrong? Did it won an IGF award. (laughs) Uh, I'll have to uh, open that up in a second. Maybe I'm I'm wrong. I might be getting confused. Uh, This is One Life Left's traditional attention to detail when it comes to awards. uh, Of which there seems seems to be an awards ceremony announced every week, or awards nominations announced every week. We're constantly covering them. Yet we still don't pay attention. You you would have thought somebody would have realised
0: that uh, it's an easy way to get news coverage, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Uh, Uh, So, yes, but the other winners were
1: um, Sam Barlow. Which one, the IGF or the Game Developers' Choice?
0: He won in uh, the Game Developers' Choice Award, uh, and he won the Excellence in Narrative
1: on the IGF. Oh, well done, Sam. He's been on the show, hasn't he? Uh, He
0: has, exactly. You would have thought so. It's it's, uh, inevitably rubbed off on me. I don't think this is great radio, see. I'm really confused by these tabs and these acronyms. Um, Well done uh, to all
1: of the winners and the nominees. Congratulations, everybody. Goodbye.
2: As a human, I'm worried that Ubisoft has unveiled a new AI tool to assist its scriptwriters and that it will soon be used to generate the first draft of the chatter of crowds and triggered NPC lines. While this could revolutionise the way games are made, many in the industry feel that it's more important to invest in human writers instead. Thankfully, Ubisoft is not limiting its research and development to AI creation. It has launched a joint research project with Riot Games to combat harmful content in online game chats. Now, if Ubisoft could only figure out how to make a joke, that would be perfect.
1: (laughs) Uh, This must be Anbot as an AI that's pretending to be human. Not bad. She's
0: writing as uh, yeah. Well, no, she uh, just just a
1: worried human. Okay, a worried human. All right. Uh, and closing with uh, closing with a joke again, or trying to
0: joke about that. right closing with a joke about something. Um, uh, a joke about humans writing Ubisoft games. Uh, sorry, closing with a joke about something humans writing Ubisoft games mm-hmm. can do that artificial intelligence can't. Right, so she's saying. Okay.
1: Yeah, you're do- you're doing the right thing. Um, Anbot is better; the more instructive you are, uh, so spe- specifying the joke is definitely <laughs> so the right angle. Well,
0: obviously, it. you know what the what the back end's doing, but the reason because um, <laughs> when you specify the author, sometimes uh, it's she's writing it as that story as if there's a byline, mm. or sometimes <laughs> she'll 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 say. Jeff Keighley here, um, or what have yeah. you, um, which, um, which made me laugh a lot in one of the stories when I said <laughs> she should write it as a man called Dave Video Games. <laughs> she just said, Dave Video Games here. <laughs> um, so there we go. Ubisoft is using AI to develop a tool that aims to support script writers, mm. uh, which will generate NPC phrases and sounds.
1: Yeah. Uh, This is the correct use for AI in narrative, in my opinion, right now. As someone who has, evidently, uh, uh, Anbot is not the only experiment I've been running in in AI development at the moment. I'm actually trying to work out how you can use it interestingly and ethically inside video games. Um, Ignoring the ethical part for a moment, as One Life Left often does, if you drill into how good AI is at writing and producing content, what you find is it produces loads of really basically average writing. And it's it really, really impressive, but it isn't spectacular. Uh, the technology is spectacular, but the output is conservative. And to that end, it's great at producing the sort of mass content that players barely pay attention to. If you are writing a, Uh, not an MMO, but a a large-scale open-world game which has dialogue, uh, sort of flavour dialogue from NPCs who you don't really interact with, then it makes sense to me to uh, produce that colourful dialogue with AI uh, so the dialogue can be new and interesting or new and slightly different every time you see them so then they seem less robotic, right? But you're still not engaging with them particularly. You're just hearing this as you walk by them but it cannot replace currently at least or i i mean i i think ever it shouldn't replace the core of the uh, the core of the story you're still going to need a writer to produce that at least produce it at a quality level uh that players will enjoy so i i think the future of game writing is writers controlling the output of ai that's sort of papering in uh papering over the cracks uh or filling in this stuff they don't want to write.
0: We shall see. Uh, Following the initial publication of this story, many game developers on social media reacted negatively to Ubisoft's announcement and called for the company to invest in human writers instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, of
1: course.
0: Alana Pierce wrote, as a writer, having to edit AI-generated scripts stroke dialogue sounds far more time-consuming than just writing my own temp lines. I would far prefer AAA Studios, whatever budget it costs, to make tools like this... To instead hire more writers,
1: I think that's absolutely true. Like editing that stuff is going to take forever and is pointless. You still need some eyes on it, and writing that dialogue uh, takes no time at all because, as said, it has to be average, and that even a half-good writer can just churn that stuff out really, really quickly. However, that's not the purpose here. A half-good writer can't create infinite amount of content, infinite amounts of content, and that's what you practically need uh, to produce. You know, an NPC who every time you walk by is saying something slightly different. You can't do that except for algorithmically. And so that's a good use for AI. A, a poor use for AI is plotting out your game and replacing the writer.
0: Ubisoft updated uh, the their reports. Um, say, Ubisoft LaForge researcher Ben Swanson stated during his presentation on AI. The Ghostwriter, uh, which is what they're calling the system, is not used for cinematics or lore, but is more about making barks. Mm,
1: exactly. Lines.
0: And that's what they call lines players hear from NPCs as they pass by them in a
1: game. 100%. Barking. Barking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, indeed. All right, let's do news story five.
2: It looks like Tim Sweeney was inspired to launch Unreal Editor for Fortnite. Alongside its newly created Creator Economy 2.0, allowing Fortnite players the opportunity to make content and money with the game. Epic even reserved 40% of revenue from the Fortnite's item shop and real money purchases to be distributed based on how much content is created. Talk about Robloxing off success.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Talk about Robloxing off success. Did you ask Anne to make a joke mm-hmm. at the end of the news story about Roblox? Uh, yeah,
0: that was written by Dave Video Games. Was and it, it was um, making a joke about Tim Sweeney ripping off Roblox. Mm. Or Robloxing uh, off.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> it's quite clear that, uh, that everywhere, they're not the only people going for this market. And if, if you're going to bet on anyone, you'd bet on the people who've already got the audience installed, right?
0: Yeah, big news this, really. Um, opening up Fortnite uh, for players to be able to create Roblox-style experiences and more. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, unveiled at uh, their State of Unreal conference at GDC, which was happening next to GDC. Huh. Um, it's called Unreal Editor for Fortnite, uh, alongside what it's calling Creator Economy 2.8 zero uh uefn is a new pc application for creating and publishing games and experiences directly into Fortnite.
1: so much like uh with the epic store they can afford to throw the cash around a bit can't they uh which is quite rightly a (laughs) strong method of tempting people across roblox is famous for uh not rewarding creators as much as some creators think they deserve i think it's what is it, 30% or something on Roblox? Right. Get paid. So I, I, I actually I can't remember. No. Um, and, uh, yeah, Epic are already promising more rewards than that. And uh, it seems more powerful tool set with the arrival of Unreal Editor as well.
0: Um, they gave some uh, examples in short social media clips that I saw. And, um, yeah, I mean... Obviously, it's easy to uh, build upon a template. A lot of what I saw looked like um, sort of uh, mods for Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, as we've seen with other uh, engines like this, you know, people often find a way of being extraordinarily creative with them. So, uh,
1: who knows what we'll see? I wonder whether we'll see a ultimately like people publishing, choosing to publish their games, which are also published on on Steam, for example, inside Fortnite. Uh, as a just as a completely you know separate platform and another store almost, um, and then I wonder whether that will start to make things like Steam look archaic, uh, and that again seems like a path to the metaverse, as I'm sure Tim Sweeney uh, believes as well. All right, final news story. Final news story. Jeff
2: Bezos here. We are excited to announce tonight that Amazon Luna is now available in the UK, Canada, and Germany. On top of that you can now get the Lunar Controller to enhance your gaming experience. Plus, with our Amazon Prime membership, you can access additional games until March 31st, which is a lot better than Google Stadia, which is taking a permanent vacation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so once again, uh, uh, apologies, for, apologies to you and to Ambot, Simon, for... Cueing that story too early, but it was pretty clear that from her opening line, this is written as Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Indeed. Um, and uh, did you add in, did you ask her to snark at st- Stadia as well?
0: To say how, make a joke about how Stadia was a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I included this, Steve, because I was interested in it, right? We've heard mm-hmm. from our side of the pond mm-hmm. um, that they over back at the other side, they've been in playing Luna for ages. Mm. Uh, and they launched it whilst we were over there, they launched it over here. Yeah. And so um, I was keen to get back and uh, try my hands on it. Now, I would like you to explain to me the steps, me as an Amazon Prime member, you're welcome, Jeff would need to take in order to
1: play games on Luna in this country. Well, Simon, if I was Amazon, if I was Mr. Amazon, Mr. Jeff Amazon, I'd make it as easy as one click. I'd log into my Amazon Prime account and I'd click on a button and then you'd be there playing uh, playing Far Cry, whatever, on your on your Luna. <laughs> is that is that it?
0: That's not it, Steve. That's not it. No, first, uh, first place I went... Mm-hmm. was the prime video app on my phone sensible? yeah, I mean only because I couldn't see it on the store mm-hmm. uh went there literally no literally no mention of it
1: okay
0: um so I then went onto the Amazon store where they were selling lunar controllers which you do not need for this. I thought, no, you're trying to trick me like that, Jeff, I thought. So I backed out of there, beep, 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 out of the Amazon <laughs> store <laughs> before I bought anything. Uh, and um, went to, uh, I Googled, how do you play Lunar in the UK? Went to an article by Lifehacker that says, you click here and you click to a website on android Luke uh, called luna.amazon.com and then it says it looks like you're not in this country please click here so Will i then clicked the there i was no but so it was linked me to the american luna which then okay. bounced me back to the uk luna right. which then said so it's on my phone mm-hmm. it's on my it's on my chrome browser on my android phone okay perfect that but can you play it from there no you can't you have to then da- download um, that web shortcut as a web app to your phone and launch it from there. From 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 what from which point you can then enjoy Mega Man um, <laughs> in the bath, which I did. The- <laughs> I was trying to out the bath for you this morning, Steve. Um, yeah, and so it was with uh, <laughs> it's with touch controls, um, and once it was up and running, it worked. It worked very well. Um, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, a few hoops to jump through before you can use Luna in this country.
1: Sounds seamless. Uh, you were obviously went all in on Stadia. Uh, you had two Stadiae. Two. St- Stadiapodes. Um, although you only have one controller now, don't you?
0: I do. I smashed another for a joke, which no one noticed.
1: <laughs> so uh, you went all in on Stadia twice. How do you feel about Luna? How does it compare? Uh, Is it going to last longer than Stadia?
0: Well, you'd expect it to be pretty stable, given that um, the Amazon web services power most of the things on the internet, or many of the things on the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one's interesting. It's like, so Netflix's games strategy is to encourage you to download your games to your phone, whereas this is streaming, so it's much more... Uh, platform agnostic. You don't need any hardware to power uh, the oomph behind the games, so to speak. Um, as a Prime subscriber, you get access to like a 100 games um, which rotate in and out. Um, none of them particularly, um, or certainly at the moment, um, none of them sort of a games. Uh, but for seven pounds ninety nine, then there are some, um, some, some. Uh, I think Resident Evil two and three are up there, and also uh, Ubisoft Plus works on Luna. So if you are an existing Ubisoft subscriber somewhere, I think you can hop between desktop and cloud via Luna still. Um, and if that's the case, then that's um,
1: that's pretty good. And is the lineup? The same across the world. Like, do the US customers have the same games as the UK? I don't know.
0: I mean, I only okay. played Mega
1: Man in the bath this morning, <laughs> but I, I but I will. <laughs> I will look into it further for you, Steve. All right, fantastic. That's all the news. Thank you. It's all the news, Simon, and uh, thank you to Anbot.
0: One life left. Video game news with An Campbell
1: You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. We're also available on the internet at www.onelifeleft.com. Um, there you can read the podcast notes, which are put together by our under-caretaker, Phil, who is listening live to the show right now.
0: And nodding, and he keeps writing bits down here and there. Do you know what he's doing, Steve?
1: I don't know. Just taking notes, I think. <laughs> so- taking notes uh, i don't know if this is notes for uh, the podcast uh, the podcast notes that you'll find at com, or if it's notes for hr we'll seeing <laughs> later uh, saying so, yeah, it keeps bringing up playing games in the bath again it makes me very uncomfortable <sighs> anyway. i was
0: fully clothed if that helps
1: <laughs> does it? <laughs> I'm <not sure. laughs> it i'm not sure um Yes, uh, we're a video game radio show. Uh, Thank you so much to Resonance for hosting us. Thank you to you for listening, especially to us in this jet-lagged state. Should we talk a bit about GDC, Simon? Yes, let's talk about GDC. So first off, how did you did you get did you go to the conference at all? I didn't know. Uh,
0: I didn't. I um no. The the most I went into GDC was on the expo floor when that opened on Wednesday Mm -hmm. morning. Um, Annoyingly, as happens every year, uh, I had a pass um and uh yeah just got massively massively overbooked um so we're spending too much time scurrying around between venues and halls uh, which meant i couldn't um attend any of the talks in person i am looking forward to going through them on the gdc vault afterwards though because it did look like, look like there were some cracking talks there but uh no the the expo um going via the north hall escalators um, was the furthest I, I yeah. ventured
1: Same as me I um, had a very very busy few days out there uh, but did get a chance to wander around the expo and again I'm also looking forward to looking at the talks on the uh, GDC vault as well um, I did so the expo was great we'll come on to that in a second uh, the expo is a big big hall uh, full of games creators and countries showing off their games and service providers and that kind of thing I did bump into someone on the Tuesday and we were just catching up, going, oh, you know, how are you finding? G-? How's your GDC? How's GDC been? Very busy, very busy. You know, oh, what about the weather? The weather's terrible. So said uh, he said, Have you been to the expo yet? Yeah. And I was like, No, I haven't. He's like, It's like a ghost town. Honestly, GDC <laughs> has completely changed. It's like, you know, it's like almost they've forgotten to tell people there is an expo. I was like, Oh, that sounds weird. The expo didn't start until Wednesday, <laughs> so I don't know Wednesday. how this person got in. But no wonder they found it like a ghost town. It was only setting up. Anyway, uh, how did you find the expo, son?
0: Well, I I really like walking the expo when it opens. Um, I like the uh, games being displayed. I like walking through the control alt delete no, uh, bits. Alt control. Uh, alt control. Sorry. <laughs> um, write that down, Phil, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, I enjoy uh, the country booths as well. I thought France had a very strong showing this year, Steve. Um, I also really, really, really like um, uh, doing anything for merch, uh, which I which I then bring back for my son. Uh, oh, I rolled a big inflatable dice three times to try and win some Amazon socks, <laughs> Steve, which I did.
1: Were you one of the people who followed the signs in the Unreal uh, booth to the bit that said swag.
0: Yes, I picked up an an, a, an Unreal
1: uh, t-shirt for, for my son.
2: <laughs> I I'll tell
1: you me. what else I did. <laughs> I walked through that and thought, I wonder who who has the sort of, Lack of dignity. What man does that?
0: What man would uh, would put, tweet a picture of himself on the n Augmented Glasses stand <laughs> in order to get a big bag, a bag that was too big? Um, it was a brilliant av- advertising strategy by them, which I, though, distilled into my expanding rucksack so that I didn't look like one of those people who would do that sort of thing mm. when actually I was. <laughs> and inside it was a jumper and... and um, a leaflet, Mm. and a wireless charging pad. You're welcome, Dexter. Did I? What sort of man would pretend to follow some crypto things (laughs) just to get some crypto T-shirts for his NFT-obsessed son? (laughs) Not me. You wouldn't tell from my expanding (laughs) backpack, Steve uh what other socks did i get i got some more socks i got some other bits and bobs a few pins some stickers some t-shirts i think prize uh prize possession for for the for dexter will be um the the, the t-shirt i got from uh from valve steam t-shirts right uh, but, but you had to venture quite far out of the conference in order to get that and sit around a round
1: table of course really Long-term listeners to One Life Left will know this is the site where we once scored our <laughs> <Exactly>. most <laughs> impressive pieces of swag wow. ever, which were <laughs>
0: the BlackBerry tablets. I still think fondly about that, about yeah. how we followed that man around three BlackBerry tablets.
1: I still have mine, and Do occasionally, you? occasionally I Google, uh, you know, BlackBerry tablet uh, hack. Yeah, because it had.
0: It has its own operating system because it's a really nice tablet, isn't it? It's is heavy with a great camera. Didn't you? Didn't you put it against some
1: stumps one and once mm. in an effort to try and bowl it over? Yeah, I used to film all my cricket with it, which is, I'm sure, I'm sure it's what BlackBerry would have wanted. Uh, that's what all the businessmen do. <laughs> isn't it? Um, uh,
0: I have to say though, those um, augmented uh, sunglasses mm-hmm. are great. What's augmented about them? Uh, that you put them on and they plug a USB-C lead from your Steam Deck or your phone or anything else into it, shove it in, and it looks like you've got a 130-inch screen in front of you. Or, and you can black that out as well. So if you're on the plane mm-hmm. and you want to, um, you know, if you want other people to flick the Vs at you whilst you can't see them, which is all that would happen, I think, if you're on a flight. But you'd be there enjoying a 130-inch screen. It's really impressive.
1: So was that the most impressive thing you saw on the show floor?
0: um yeah the most impressive thing that wasn't um games i did see a few really really brilliant games um some of which i in fact all of which i won't name just in case <laughs> we sign them
1: yeah i i uh saw saw some games as well that i liked i saw uh, a lot of people that i liked uh and always made a point of saying will you come on the radio show okay and, uh, yeah, we should go through that list as well. Didn't get any swag, but I spent more of my time because I was there for business purposes and I'm not signing games. I spent more of my time in the St. Regis Hotel lobby. That seemed to be the hub for me this year. That's where most Did of my it. took place. Often it's the W. That seems to mm. fall slightly out of favour. People we'll moved to St. Regis this year. Uh, and a couple of people's offices as well, so... Yeah, it's busy for business, uh, but it was fun as well. Who did you invite on the show? Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm
0: more subtle than you, Steve. Oh, so, you know, whilst I didn't, I didn't say it out loud. I did <laughs> call Mike Bithell handsome.
1: Mm. Uh, so I said it out loud to Mike Bithell. I'd forgotten uh, how handsome he is. Or oh, is he getting more handsome? I think he's maintaining a sort of ten out of ten air. I mean, he looked good in his Tron Lycra, didn't he? It's so good. Did he give you the, you know, the special demo?
0: Where well, you have to lie down. <laughs> and he, he lies on top of you and he puts his arms out either side. He writes his Apparently, line, that, was it. That,
1: was, apparently <laughs>
0: that was in Tron 3, he told me. <laughs> told me not to mention it.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I saw him and he asked, he said, when, am I, when can I come on the radio show again? Before I'd asked him, I was going to ask him. Right. So anytime okay. you want, Mike. Anytime you want.
0: Well, he's got a game coming out soon, so uh, we should get him on for that.
1: Uh, and every other week, uh, it sounds like he's he's really keen. No,
0: he's more TV. He's got a face for TV. He's So handsome. I'd forgotten. Honestly, I would not seen him for ages in in real life. And uh, yeah, handsome young man.
1: Our friend Michael from Pixar. He wants to come back on the show.
0: I um I surprised him, didn't I? You did. You gave him a kiss.
1: Well, not just that. When he was slagging
0: off the band I love, <laughs> I got him. I got him. Um, you did. You did. And he couldn't believe how I did that. But he, but he said, i I said, Well, who do you like then? And then he was just he was about to tell you. I said, let me tell you who I who I've just started listening to a lot of. And it was the same
1: it was the same band that he has. He couldn't believe it. It was. It was. Fallout Boy, wasn't it? Indeed it was, Steve. I was wondering why you were avoiding saying that, so I thought I'd say it.
0: Uh, for no reason. I just, I just want me and Michael to be at the gig. Okay. No one else.
1: Um, talk to Adriel, train jam Adriel, who's now... At, I've not uh, seen Adriel for ages. Sh- oh, oh. I saw her I saw her in the Yerba Buena Park, um, and she said, when can I come on the radio show? She's in a sloth now. Maybe. I know. Yeah. She was employee number four or five there right uh, making the Mongols. she says, really great and she would love to come on the show really uh, so you
0: think getting her on a radio show of a, of a small number of people would be
1: wise and that nothing would go wrong at some point at some point we talked to we were talking about her job and you know how it was when she joined and she said something about uh having imposter syndrome uh-huh. and, I, and i thought is this a is this a joke is this i, I don't know I mentioned it and she went, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, yeah, uh, classic banter. Uh, Who else did you ask? Um,
0: All the game developers of of GDC.
1: (laughs) It's going to be a busy few weeks then, isn't it, on the show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. Uh, Wonderful. Well, I had a good time at GDC. Uh, Generally, I had the best time when I was seeing you and our other friends out there. Um, are you looking forward to next year already? I don't like the way when you when you leave, like on the, even on the Wednesday, there's already a sign that says, see you at GDC 2024. How's the date?
0: Yes I know. I mean, I, I did it wrong again this year. Like I said, I filled myself up. I, I, like, you know, GDC is what you make it. And what I made it was uh, just a constant hassle. Um, when actually what I should have been doing was leaving some space in my schedule to enjoy the spontaneous. Um, I bumped into a few people I'd not seen for, uh, yeah, for years and years and years. And uh, unfortunately I was always dashing between meetings, trying to not let, trying not to let anybody down. And and I I attended all my, all of those meetings, Steve, I did get really, really, really annoyed on, um, so Friday morning, um sorry Thursday morning I was I was heading so I, I, I flew back late Thursday evening so I had all of Thursday there but that does mean that that Thursday that sort of last day there it's actually the same as you wasn't it, it means that before you head to the show what you've got to do is you've got to get up you've got to check out you've got to pay your bill you've got to do something with your luggage and then get into your day of meetings before going back and retrieving your baggage etc etc um and you know I ended Wednesday uh, by hugging you, I still had a damp arm from where that man had thrown that drink over me, and you were drinking the apology.
1: Um, I hope you gave was, me the I, apology.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not, I'm not begrudging it.
1: No, you were implyingly begrudging it. No,
0: I was leaving, and you were drinking the apology, and that's fine. I didn't want to drink the apology because I did not accept it.
1: Mm. You did on your behalf. I drank that apology.
0: Yeah, but anyway, so that was very late at night. So I didn't have a huge amount of sleep. Mm-hmm. Don't you're younger than me. It was late for me. It was about like I think I got I got home about half past twelve, and then my first meeting was at half past nine, right? So I needed to have breakfast and checked out and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, um we we're meeting in the corner of uh, the park on Thursday morning, I got there a few minutes beforehand and I took a picture of myself, which I emailed to this person. I'm going to narrow it down, Steve. It was a man. And I emailed to this man and I said, "Um, I'm here, right? And it's a few minutes before. Email back two minutes later. It it simply says this, got to cancel this. Let's catch up post-GDC. (laughs) Got to cancel this. Let's catch up post-GDC. Okay. I mean, like, there's no apo- there's no apology there, is, is there? No. Nope, Just gotta cancel this. <laughs> mm. No apology. No reason. I mean, I don't need anybody to explain it. But if they said, hey, look, you know, um, look, uh, you know, something's happened. Um, let's catch up post-GDC. None of that. Gotta cancel this. Let's catch up post-GDC. I I mean, I, I looked at that livid. Gone, mm. I've got I rushed around this morning. I've checked out of my hotel. Got to cancel this. I tell you what, you won't be catching up with me post-GDC at all. You sent him a picture. <laughs> Sadly, he sees a picture of me and goes, <sighs> got to cancel this. Yeah. <laughs> we all know. Anyway, that was that was my only no-show. Or maybe he found me too attractive, Steve. Maybe he couldn't trust himself. Oh, that's it. Yes. <laughs> Actually, that's fine then. Maybe we will catch up.
1: (laughs) In the bath, in all of your clothes. All right. Um, Okay, we should get on with the letters, shouldn't we? Email,
0: messages, and forward BCC. One life letters.
1: I am not sure... Whether we have any letters beyond the one that I found in the mailbag. Do we have any in the inbox? Uh, not in the inbox, no. Why do you think I was filling so much? Oh, you do very well. Um, Dear Team and SSG writes, Zubair. In the theme of games that people love but don't click with you personally, I played all the way through Friend of the Show, Sam Barlow's Immortality. All the reviews and praise were, as expected, hugely positive. However, my experience was not. It's a technical marvel. I was amazed at the skill required to link the clips together, however I fell into a gameplay loop going back and forth and systematically clicking, therefore I felt the experience was possibly diluted from watching the game rather than playing it. I didn't really enjoy the overall story and the Barlow twist was not as surprising as I personally expected. Sorry if that's a spoiler, I'm trying really hard not to reveal anything. That being said, I played it all the way through because I was fascinated by the story of Ambrosio. So once I completed my collection, I sat and watched the entire film. Seven out of ten. Have you ever played a game where you enjoyed a section far more than intended in a wholly negative gaming experience? Love the show. Zuba.
0: That's a great question, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I do often not get on with the games that everybody else pretends they like. Mm-hmm. Um, but enjoying a game almost, out, enjoying something almost out of spite.
1: I find, I don't know if it's out of spite, but I find in big, often Japanese RPGs, Square Enix RPGs, there will be a sub game of some sort, or even the metagame of leveling up characters, which I enjoy far more than the grind of the game and especially the narrative. Like, I very rarely enjoy these, uh, enjoy the narratives in these games, but I, little stories in these games, but I do enjoy a lot of the little cracky little mini-games uh, that are part of them. I do if that fits with what Zubair's asking. It's better
0: than I think it's, the best than Z- it's, it's going to be the best that going to get. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we haven't had any other letters, have we?
0: Well, everybody's been busy, haven't they? But we're back now, and we, we do. Back. If this section is not evidence enough, I uh, need to spell it out. We need your letters, uh, so mm. please do send them to...
1: Team at onelifeleft.com You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM and I think it is just about time for the reviews Simon, what have you been playing this week apart from Far Cry? Well, I have been playing Far Cry
0: 5. I'm still not out of Faith's area, um, but I will be soon. Um, No, for some reason, I um, stumbled across somebody talking about Split Second. And I thought, oh, I enjoyed that during the day, didn't I? I've got a Steam deck and that runs all the old games very well. I'm going to buy Split Second. So I bought Split Second on Steam. And I have to say, I've forgotten how brilliant it is. It's a game that really does stand up to the test of time it's an arcade racing game um developed by black rock studios and it's set around if if running if the running man or running man was um a game show in which uh, men had to escape, or cont- uh, they were prisoners, weren't they, actually? and I, I don't think they were all men, had to escape from the from the TV show. This is a TV show in which cars escape, and uh, where they have, um, so there's a loads of uh, artificial conceits about cars driving around tracks that are being blown up as you go around them, um, and you can activate things that will cause uh, obstacles to fly across the track, uh, routes to open up, big, big, big explosions, um, it has a number of different episodes uh, different stages with each helicopters are shooting missiles at you and one you deflect them back at them and it's it's just glorious fun um runs a a solid 30 frames a second it would run more than that but uh apparently the steam version is locked at 30 frames a second this is from the age of dark pc ports and if you want more frames per second you've got to download a cracked version don't you and then patch that Um, and that's not something i'm prepared to do because i don't understand that world um Anyway, I was chatting to a few people about uh, Split Second uh, and how much I was enjoying it over GDC, and um, a friend of mine explained uh, why, <laughs> because famously it didn't do very well. So it's rated very highly, but it's a game that uh, didn't sell and ultimately um, played its part in Disney Interactive, sort of failing as a publisher. Steve, do you know why it didn't sell? Absolutely. Oh, sorry, or, or part of the reason? No well so a friend of mine uh, was telling me about his mate who was working on the game and they were all really excited and all of the uh, signs were um that uh it was going to go down well and it was going to be a hit and they were in a meeting uh, a, a month before launch what have you and they were being spoken to by the uh, by the publishing team and who explained everything that they were, were going to do um when it was going to be but it was due to be released on the 18th of may 2010. And uh, the developer apparently said, um, why are we releasing it on the 18th of May, 2010? Um, What about Red Dead Redemption? And apparently the publishing team went, what's Red Dead Redemption? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: So it came out on the same day as Red Dead Redemption. Um, Now, you know, back in those days, uh, you know, uh, being present in store and all of that sort of stuff was hugely important. And um, yeah, so it had an awful start and could never recover. 7 out of 10. That's it's really
1: good. It's really good. Maybe, really no, good. maybe you publicising it so hard on our radio show will lead to uh, it finding a home in the hearts and minds of all of our listeners and uh, perhaps the cancelled sequel being It's oh, uh, really good. Okay, 7 out of 10.
0: What have you been playing?
1: Not much. Uh, I played Minter's new game, Aka R. Uh, okay. Which is the... It's quite a cute story, really, isn't it? That Atari fell out with Jeff. Uh, they tried to. I think they, you know, said stop tempesting around. Uh, a big row. Everyone, you know, was obviously on Jeff Minter's side, and I uh, don't particularly know what happened in the short term, but in the long term, they ended up working together. And AKA R is an old Atari game that Jeff has taken, sort of, I believe, taken. It was never released at the time, but taking the old design documents and reinvented for now. And you know what it's like? It's like a Jeff Minter (laughs) game. If you played a Jeff Minter game before, you'll have exactly the same emotions. And if you liked all of those games before, you'll like this one too. I don't really get it, honestly. It's a bit more complicated than going down a tunnel. There's stuff to do with lobbing bombs around and destroying things in chains. Uh, But I liked it. Seven out of ten. And then I went back to developing my own game, Simon, which I'm still working on. Uh, now I think I talked about them on the show. Did I talk about them on the show? Uh,
0: You've telling... talked about most of them, if not most all of them. Of
1: them. Um, well, there's one that I was showing off at the, at the at GDC to some people accidentally, and indeed, when I got absolutely wrecked. <laughs> I'll tell you something that genuinely happened. I woke up um, on i think the wednesday morning with a linkedin ad from a man who's very important in uh, the sort of in games publishing or at least the sort of games that i want to publish a uh, linkedin ad from them um and i thought where on earth why is that happening now what, why is he adding me i'd been too scared to approach him now it turns out um i did some important networking while i was absolutely wrecked and can't remember it on the sunday night Uh, Well, there you go, Steve. You have to see Steve in his new puzzle game. It's really good. So, (laughs) that's one of the things I've been working on. I've also been working on uh, this word game that is currently working title called Scriddle. You can find it at slash Scriddle, S C R I D D L E. Uh, And it's a word game um, in which you build on a base word to the left or to the right. Uh, If you like little daily word games, you may like this. I think it's quite good. Seven out of ten.
0: Good stuff. We're running out of time, Steve.
1: Again. Yes. uh, It's been a uh, super fun radio show, even though we're jet-lagged. Simon, it's been really good to see you. It's even better Nice to see see you in person. Uh, And, um, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. But until then, we're one life left. We're one life left. We're one life left. Good. Goodbye.
0: <laughs>